You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Luke Stringer. Dr. Stringer speaks regularly to local schools, businesses, and organizations on health, wellness, and safety topics. He enjoys educating others on how to manage stress, how to prevent injuries in the workplace and at home, and how to maintain peak performance in all facets of life. Dr. Stringer is from Manchester, England, where he studied sports science. Before graduating from Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, he played professional rugby for nine years. Dr. Stringer is considered one of the top chiropractors in Chicago and is a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic. How does the vertebral subluxation complex affect the body? Hi, Dr. Stringer. How are you today? Really well, thank you, Liz. Good. Well, thanks again for joining me. So what is the vertebral subluxation complex and how is it diagnosed in a person? Yeah, that was quite a mouthful, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted I, I wanted to discuss uh, this with our listeners just because um, I wanted people to understand understand exactly um, what chiropractors essentially are taught to diagnose and treat. So to break it down, vertebrals obviously joints within your spine. Subluxation essentially means imagine every joint in your body, if we're talking about spine specifically, should be able to move freely and stably in all planes of motion. So when that joint is moving freely and stably and you supplement that with balance strength in the muscle groups, then we should be able to function at an optimal level, right? No sickness, no disease. However, the vertebral subluxation complex essentially means that a joint or a group of joints can shift. Now, they can shift in technically six to seven different ways. I'm not going to get into too much detail because you'd switch off and stop listening. But imagine a joint should move freely and stable, as we just discussed, but a subluxation simply means that joint stops moving, so it becomes aberrant in its motion, or it can shift out of alignment. So when a joint stops moving and or it shifts out of alignment, it impairs how the body functions on a visceral level, right? So essentially, it can put stress and tension onto the nervous system. Obviously, we all know the nervous system controls everything we do, feeling, function of the entire body. So if we're subluxated, it can cause anything from physical to biomechanical to physiological distress and disease, right? So if your body, spine, is subluxated, that joint isn't going to move well, that's going to create stress and tension on the joint, the tissue, the nerve, and this can lead to dysfunction within the body. So could it lead to pain? Absolutely. Could it lead to other things such as those metabolic diseases, poor mood, sleep, energy levels, metabolism? Absolutely. So it's diagnosed, and you can diagnose it several different ways. There's a specific instrument used within a technique of chiropractic, uh, and these are the real hardcore chiros, and it's the Gonstead technique. It's developed, again, I don't want to get too deep, by a guy up in Wisconsin called Clarence Gonstead. Pretty cool, actually. He created this whole clinic that was shaped like a spine, he had a runway and he had these lodges where all these extremely difficult cases came and he treated them. And he developed a tool called the Nervoscope. And essentially, it picks up on heat differentials within the spine. 
Obviously, if a nerve's compressed, it's going to create heat through inflammation, essentially. A nervoscope would find that, and then obviously from there, you'd have the level that the joint is subluxated. Another way to diagnose them is essentially just go through an examination, take the joint through range of motion. If a joint isn't moving as it should, well, that's a subluxation. And objectively, you want to see that um, subluxation. So you'll take some x-rays because the C is to know and it's objective. Now, subluxation can also be global subluxation, right? We've just discussed this importance of the neck curve in our previous podcast with ergonomics in kids. So let's imagine your whole entire cervical spine has shifted two inches forwards and your neck curve is non-existent. Well, that's a subluxation too. And those subluxation individual level, groups of joints, the entire part of the spine, essentially going to create dysfunction in the body. And I think the three ways we just kind of went through that uh, are really going to pinpoint where that subluxation is. And then from there, as a chiropractor, you would decide the best manner of treatment. And can the vertebral subluxation complex affect immune system function? Absolutely, right? Obviously, when we're talking about this, um, you know, we're kind of get, getting on uh, a couple of different types of levels. You have homeopathic medicine, allopathic medicine. So homeopathic medicine is, you know, Western medicine, it's drug surgery. And the homeopathic is kind of more the innate ability of the body to function. So um, when your body's under a state of stress, which is not going to function as well because it increases cortisol levels, it blocks insulin reception, it plays with our hormones. So if we're chronically stressed, then your body is not going to be able to fight sickness and disease as well as a body that isn't under stress. So we know if a joint is shifted and or the spine is shifted, that's going to put us in a stressed state. If we're in a stressed state, you aren't going to be able to function at an optimal level. So could this be getting sick more than people that aren't in a stress state? Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely, subluxations can contribute to immune system function um, in a detrimental level. And how does the vertebral subluxation complex affect gastrointestinal function? Yeah, great question. When you're talking about the nervous system, we have obviously different types of nerves, right? We have sensory nerves, so that you pinch the nerve and it essentially emits pain. So, you know, you slept funny, you woke up, you subluxated in the mid-portion of your neck, you've got neck pain. However, we also have asensory nerves, so nerves that don't give off pain, right? So 85% of your nervous system is asensory. So if you're subluxated and the nerve that is under stress isn't sensory or doesn't have a sensory portion of the nerve, then obviously it's not going to give out pain signals. So what happens? Well, it means the organ, so we're talking about the GI system specifically, isn't going to function as well because it's under stress. Kind of use that hose analogy. If you're watering your garden and your hose isn't kinked and that water's going to flow really well, right? So that's doing its job. But let's imagine, you know, you had a kink in the hose or someone's stepping on it. Water's still going to come out, but it's not going to function as well. So essentially that's what the subluxation complex is doing on those nerves within the lower part of the thoracic spine, upper part of your lumbar spine. Um, and we treat many patients who come in at the wit's end, um, you know, they've changed their diets, they've kind of modified this, that, and the other. You know, when we look into their spine and we find subluxations, particularly in that thoracolumbar region, right where you kind of lower mid-back meets the upper part of your uh, lower back, when those joints are locked up um, and subluxated, that affects how the um, intestine essentially functions. 
See, that joint's putting stress on that nerve, which is not going to function. So we have a lot of success stories with people, you know, gassy, kind of irregular bowel movements, just poor digestion. Um, and subluxation can absolutely uh, cause those symptoms. And can it affect brain function and, as a result, impact other body functions by blocking messages to the brain? Actually, it's a really cool piece of research done out in Australia by the Vertebral Subluxation Kind of Research Society. Um, and I actually know the chap who kind of did this. And essentially what they did is they did live brain scans of people who got adjusted and then they watched um, essentially how their brain functions after adjustments. And people who were getting adjusted particularly in the upper cervical spine, they would watch on this brain scan and they would uh, essentially, um, you could watch their brain essentially interact with one another. So can subversation affect brain function? Well, it depends on what brain function is, right? Um, what you're talking about specifically. Um, you know, if it's going to be like gray matter and rhomboid function, not necessarily that's going to become more from, you know, trauma and injury. Um, but other bodily functions send messages to the brain, absolutely. So 80% of or movement in your spine, or pardon me, movement in your spine creates over 80% of stimulation in the, in the brain. So let's imagine joints within your spine aren't moving. Well, they're not going to create synapses within that nerve root. And if that joint's not moving and that joint's not, or that nerve's not being stimulated, then it's not going to send messages up to the brain to process and then back to the spine to do that function. So specifically, if your spine is subluxated and that joint isn't moving and that nerve isn't being stimulated, then yeah, it's going to affect how it sends a signal, efferent signal, out the joint, up the spine, into the brain, get it processed and back down. So yeah, subluxation in the spine can affect messaging from the joint specifically into the brain, absolutely. And lastly, can chiropractors treat people with vertebral subluxation complex and help restore normal function? Absolutely. Any chiropractor who's worth his salt is going to address the vertebral subluxation complex, um, treat it, and correct it. Now, how they do it is another story, um, but chiropractors, when they go to school, we are nervous system and spinal specialists. And essentially, every chiropractor is educated and trained on how to diagnose, treat a vertebral subluxation complex. And obviously, it's case-dependent, right? But you should be able to restore function to that joint and part of the spine um, in most people, unless they've had a huge trauma or they're extremely degenerative, degenerative or they've got um, you know, a congenital issue within the spine. But yeah, chiropractors... You know, if you're going to hang your hat, you hang it on correcting subluxations and restoring function to people's lives without drugs or without surgery. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Stringer. We know you're busy, so I want to thank you for your time and your help today. Appreciate having me on, Liz. Thank you. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.southloopchiropractor.com or call 312-987-4878 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.